I'm excited to get to today's guest, but first I wanna tell you about our sponsor, CTC Math. Our family uses and loves CTC Math. So if you're looking for a great online math curriculum, visit ctcmath.com to sign up for your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. I'm so glad you're with me today. We are playing some of our best of episodes because we are traveling right now and out on the road getting to meet many of you. It's so very exciting. So we hope that you will enjoy this episode. I'm sure it will bring you great encouragement. And also, if you are interested in supporting the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, go to schoolhouserocked.com and you'll see the Donate Here button. That's really a huge blessing to us to help support the travel and the ministry as we take Schoolhouse Rocked on the road. Now enjoy this best of episode of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and welcome to episode 250. Woo! I, think, I feel like we need some like streamers or something. I know I should have brought my little, my blow horn. Yeah, it's amazing. All by God's grace. And we are so grateful that the Lord has called our family to this ministry. Um, That's of a supporting. quarter of a thousand. If we want to do math here today. That sounds so funny. A quarter of You're a thousand. You're a quarter of a way to a thousand. That is true. That is true. That's and a lot, Yvette. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, Abby. And I'm so thankful, Abby, that you get to do this with me. This is such a fun ministry. And, um, and, and I don't say this often enough on the podcast, but... Abby and I get to sit behind the mics in front of the cameras and talk and and do the fun part of it while my husband, Garrett, um, my beloved, (laughs) is the one who puts up with us and who (laughs) spends hours editing the podcast and posting it and and producing it really is what he does. And um, we we make a great team. So I am so grateful for him and all the hard work that he puts into making this happen. So um, happy 250th episode anniversary is that a word <laughs> that just became it, one. it just became one <laughs> i just made that episode up anniversary episode anniversary it just flows doesn't it so. oh and tim barton welcome back to the 250th episode we are really Thank enjoying you. this conversation with you and um, you are just full of so much knowledge um and wisdom when it comes to uh history and biblical history and biblical authority on our nation and so, you know, as we've talked the last couple of um, episodes, and by the way, if you guys missed parts one and two, go back and listen to those because they are powerful. Um, we've talked a lot about the importance of biblical morality. We've talked about knowing truth. We've talked about um, asking questions and and being able to discern truth from lies and know where where our country came from, what it was founded on, why we are where we are today. And so one of the things that that I want to talk to you about, Tim. Well, we're going to talk about your new book um, in a few minutes, but before we get to that, I heard you speak, um, as I mentioned in episode one, a few months ago, you were with your dad, David Barton, and with Rick Green. And you, uh, I, I don't remember if it was you or your dad or Rick um, who talked about Revelation 21.8, but this verse literally just jumped out at me, slapped me straight in the face and was like, I, I mean, this is a verse that I don't, you don't hear it talked about very often, but I think it's a it's part of scripture that every mm-hmm. person, every Christian needs to hear. And I'm going to read it really quickly. It's Revelation 21.8. This is out of the ESV. And um, John wrote in this verse, it said, he said, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, 
and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And the part I really want to focus on is it says in the very beginning, the first thing that it mentions is, but as for the cowardly, and we are in a nation today where it, it can be scary to stand for truth. It's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to go with what, what seems easy. And you were talking about millennials and Gen Z and, and how young people today are just kind of going with the flow. They want to be part of a big movement, but they don't even understand what that movement is that they're part of. And it's you're absolutely spot on. We all want to be part of something big. It's in us as humans that we want to make a difference. But in making a difference, we oftentimes want to do the easy thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do the thing that hurts. We don't want to be the one person, you know, this is not something we talk a whole lot about on, on the podcast, because um, we don't talk a ton about politics, though we do talk about them, but we don't want to be the person who goes into the store without the mask on. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be the one who stands apart because we don't want the looks. We don't want the comments. We don't want the confrontation from other people. But then we look at what Revelation says, and it says, as for the cowardly, dot, 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 their portion will be in the yeah. lake that burns with fire and sulfur. And look who is with the cowardly. What did you say? What right, was right. I'll read it I again. Mean, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, <laughs> sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And so... Everyone who listens to this podcast, if you've listened to more than one, you know that our purpose in doing this, what God has called us to, is to point our kids towards Jesus. And I was talking to my girls the other day, and we were specifically talking about why we do, not why we do what we do in Schoolhouse Rock, but why we follow Jesus. Why does it matter that we serve the Lord with our lives? And it all points to one thing. It all points to eternity. That's it. It points to an eternity worshiping at the feet of Jesus and in his, I mean, just worshiping him in glory. I mean, I cannot wait for that day. I think about heaven sometimes and our minds can't even comprehend how incredible it's going to be. But that's our focus. That's our goal is to point our kids there. So in order to do that, according to Revelation 21, 8, we need to teach our kids how to stand strong, how to stand firm in their faith, how to know we, we need to teach them the, the foundations of what they believe. We need to allow them to ask the questions about why they believe it. And then we need to teach them apologetics, which again, you talked about, Tim, how to defend that faith. And so uh, you you wrote, I know this is maybe just a little piece of that puzzle, but you wrote a new book called The American Story. And this is just about America. Um, of course, the Bible would be our main focus of teaching our kids' biblical truth, uh, but but I appreciate the ministry that the Lord has called you to, Tim, because I know that you guys have that same focus. Even though you're teaching American history, you're teaching it from a biblical worldview. And so your yes. whole purpose, because I've listened to you enough to know, your whole purpose is not to teach American history, it's to point people to Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that even you're saying this, it, it, it's interesting when you talk about Revelation 21.8 that almost everybody identified in that list is there for something they did that was wrong. The cowardly are there for what they didn't do that was right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so interesting that, Mm -hmm. wait a second, you're telling me that like a part in hell is reserved for people who, who did not do the right thing. And and we are in a culture now where 
what should be self-evident truth, right? The, the founding fathers wrote the declaration. We owe these truths to be self-evident. There were truths to them that were so obvious. Everybody should know these truths. Right. We are in a culture now where the truth that should be the most self-evident, like the fact that there's a male and a female, right? Like right. gender, <laughs> gender should not be confusing. Of right. all the things that might be confusing, some of the things that we are choosing to make confusing shouldn't be confusing. And yet, if you stand up and, and uphold biblical truth, there are people that want to cancel you, that want to literally destroy you, make you lose your job, your finances. Yep. We are at a place that in America, we have lived so comfortably as Christians for so long because that was the norm in America. And, and, mm -hmm. and our religious rights are protected constitutionally protected in the first amendment and so not only do we have the freedom of speech we have the freedom of religion and, and the free expression of religion and and so this was something in america that it, it was accepted for you to say biblically true things we are now at a place in culture where because of the media and big tech and censorship and an uneducated populace and an anti-christian bias in america it's now becoming something that it's it's very unpopular in many respects to say biblically true things, or even, even outside the Bible, right? Things that were accepted for the entire recorded history of humanity. Yeah. Now we are at that place. And this is where, you know, even as, as I know you guys, you're talking to moms all the time through your episodes. This is something that we're going to have to really encourage our kids to know what it means to stand for truth. And as a Christian, mm -hmm. understanding that Jesus told his disciples, right? If they persecuted me, they're certainly going to persecute yeah. you because the disciple is not greater than his master, right. than his teacher. We just haven't really experienced it to that level in America. And we are now at that place that this is the reality. And, and, and you mentioned that at Wall Builders, we do a lot telling the story of America. I love telling the story of America because the story of America, contrary to what a lot of people want to argue today, that it's you know the story of white people and oppression of black people and slavery and the 1619 Project, that's a, a very faulty view on a lot of levels, but the story of America is not the story of a perfect people. Right. The story of America is a story of how a perfect God used yeah. imperfect people and did great things through them in this nation. And on even maybe a, a more grandiose picture, the more beautiful picture, America is not without her faults. There have been many times that America has done very evil things at various stages of American history, but it's worth noting, or maybe worth asking the question, how did those evil things stop in America, right? Like we had witch trials in America back in the late 1600s. How did the witch trials come to an end? Or we, we had slavery in America all the way through the 1800s. How did that come to an end? You pick any atrocity you want in American history and ask the question, how did it end? Or maybe more specifically, who were the leaders promoting that it needed to stop? And without exception, what you will discover is that every atrocity in America ended because the leaders that fought against the atrocity were the pastors, yeah. the Christians, and the churches. Mm -hmm. The amazing thing about the story of America is not that she's always gotten it right, because she hasn't. Yeah. Because America, like every other nation, is filled with people, and people make mistakes, yep. right? There was a reason Jesus came, because all have sinned and fallen toward right. the glory of God, right? That's right. the reason Jesus came. But with that being said, if we have the basic biblical understanding of Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and fallen toward the glory of God, then... Our, our thought of a nation should be that I expect everybody in the nation to be imperfect, right? Mm -hmm. to, to, to be a sinner who needs a savior. That's my expectation. That's right. Everybody through the history of the world, 
But with that being said, when I know they're not perfect, then I'm not surprised by their revelations of imperfection. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm more surprised when imperfect people call out to a perfect God and that perfect God uses that imperfect person and does something really special through them. And it doesn't even mean that some of the great people in American history didn't have a crazy past. But let's just point out the modern cancel culture says, if anybody's ever done anything wrong, then we can't celebrate them. Think about how biblically stupid that is, right? (laughs) King David in the Bible was celebrated because he's an amazing warrior. He's an amazing worshiper. Yeah, he also was an adulterer. He also (laughs) was a murderer. He also was a terrible father. Well, modern (laughs) culture says we should cancel him. Why as a Christian can we celebrate King David? Because we never celebrate his sinful moments. Mm -hmm. Instead, we celebrate how God used him in spite of his sinful moments. And this is when you tell the honest story of American history. It's not to excuse the sins of great leaders in American history. It's not to excuse the sins of George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, or or you pick a great leader, it doesn't matter. Rather, it's acknowledging how God used that imperfect person and something great through them. And and you mentioned our book, The American Story. That's so much of what we try to tell in the book, The American Story. It's not about perfect people, but it's about how a perfect God used those imperfect people and did something really special through them. Yeah, I love that so much because when I look at us as homeschool moms, you know, when I look at myself, I oftentimes, it's like when you look in a mirror and you see every blemish, every imperfection that you have, every gray hair, every bump on your skin, you, you know, I see all of the things that are wrong with me. And, and in my, uh, you know, in my soul, like I know my sin, yet God chooses to use me. And Mm -hmm. in, and with every homeschool mom, we're just people, we're just imperfect people that God has chosen to raise up this next generation to know him and to love him and to serve him. And that's a big calling. And oftentimes I think we think we need to be somebody big or famous or special in order to answer God's call in our life. And we don't need to be that. Right. You know, we're Abby and I, before we got on today, and we we joke about this all the time, you know, literally we're both sitting in our bedrooms right now with laundry piled on our beds and, you know, our, telling our, our kids to be quiet while they're playing right, Legos right, and right, stop right. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, but God still chooses to, to yeah. use us. And yes. for every homeschool mom, God has called you mom to disciple mm-hmm. the hearts of your children. And he's giving you everything you need in order to do that well. And he's given us his word. He, he doesn't even keep it a secret. You know, he's not saying, go do this but good luck figuring out how to do it. He gives us his word. He gives us instruction on how to do that effectively. Um, Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready to use tools like scripture memory songs, games and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. 
your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. Okay, go to the contest. Right, okay, okay, okay. to the contest. To the contest. Yeah, get to it, we're dying. here it is. We are gonna give away five DVDs. Here's all you have to do to enter the contest. Leave a review for the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Go to schoolhouserocked.com slash summer. And it will take you to just a very simple form to fill out. And then from that, from all of our responses that we get, we will choose five winners. So that's it. Schoolhouserocked.com slash summer. Leave a review for the podcast. We would love that. If you would do that, just take a few minutes. It's super, super simple to do. We are back with Tim. Um, Tim, in the first part of this episode, you talked a little bit about your new book that you wrote with your dad, uh, which is super fun that you guys did this together. It's called The American Story, The Beginnings. Um, and there there are so many history books about America. What sets this book apart from all the other books that are out there? So th- that's a really good question. And, and to be fair, there are some really good history books out there, but most of the books that we see printed in the last couple of decades are not a very honest assessment of America. Uh, they, they kind of lean toward the tone of Howard Zinn, uh, where Zinn's history of the American people was about how America was founded in evil. Actually, a lot of the arguments from the 1619 Project, which is now a major curriculum being used in public schools mm-hmm. all over the nation, its arguments go to Howard Zinn, which has historically been debunked in a lot of areas, but people are still promoting untrue things. So what we do, and, and we do this with all our books, but certainly it's true with the American story, is we try to tell the story through original documents. And so, for example, we, we start with Columbus, because that's arguably kind of when America began with the discovery of the new world. And we go roughly through the end of slavery. Well, in, in this 300-something pages, we have more than 1,000 footnotes. And the footnotes are going back to original sources. Today, a lot of, a lot of towns are saying, we will no longer celebrate Columbus Day. We now want to celebrate right. Indigenous Peoples Day, because Columbus was a terrible guy, and genocide, and rape, and murder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and we talked already about how we should, we should help equip our kids and really ourselves. We need to learn to ask honest questions. So, so how do we know what we hear about Columbus is true? What, what sources do they have? And maybe was there more to the story than what we're being told? And what you discover about Columbus is almost everything said about him today is just flat out wrong. And so we go back and tell the original story, not only using excerpts from Columbus's own journal, but from some of the doctors who were with him, from some of the men who were with him on the voyages, from the king and queen of Spain at the time. And so we go back to original sources where one of the things that we will say often is don't take our word for it, right? Mm-hmm. We, will give you, we will give you a way to find that original document because we have the footnote in the back. Go look it up for yourself. And, and we're okay because we are pursuers of truth. We're okay even if somebody comes back and says, hey, I I think you might have misrepresented. I think you misquoted. Because if we were wrong, we want to correct it. Actually, during the break, I was was commenting that we already have a second edition of the American story out. And one of the cool things about it is there's a a black patriot in in this book we, we talk about called Wentworth Cheswell. And we said that he was the first black man elected to office in America. He was elected in a primarily white town. He was elected for 49 years and served in like 11 different positions in the office or in office in that town. But in our research over the last couple months, we found out that actually he was elected in the 1700s, the mid 1700s. We found out there was actually a black man elected up in Plymouth in 1640, Matthias D'Souza. So we had to go back and correct that in our book. The, the point is that 
we're, we're happy to make a correction if it's truthful and honest because what we're trying to do is be truthful and honest in what we present. And that's why we're showing the original documents, the original sources. And, and even when we make corrections, the corrections that we are making are what we have discovered always in the direction of the tone we're already talking about. Where we talk about that racism in early America was much different than the way it's presented today. In fact, it was different in the North and the South, even back from Plymouth and Jamestown. Plymouth and Jamestown, very different colonies, very different tones, very different ideas. Their behavior was different to people of every nation and religion and color. But the point is that as we're making that statement and we're saying that Plymouth was different and their race relations were so much better. And then we find that in 1640, this white community elected a black man to office. It's just confirming some of what we've already been saying, but we do want to be honest. We tell people, don't take our word for it, look it up. And that's where our book is so different that we have a thousand footnotes. So we're not resting the authority of what we are saying on our knowledge. We're saying rest on the authority of the actual handwritten documents from people in that era. Wow. Right. As we, as I was looking at this book, um, you know, we get a lot of questions from moms, like what's a great history curriculum? I mean, we get so many of those. Yvette's holding it up if you're watching the video. If you're not watching the video, go look at the video. Um, What's a great history curriculum? And my husband often says, you know, you have to be careful because every historian has a spin. And so you need to look at what what the spin is because not all history books are accurate history. Often they're filled with agenda. And I often equate it to when you're picking out a book to do with the women's Bible study. Tim, you wouldn't do this, but Yvette and I might. Um, and, and you read through a book and there's like three scripture references in the entire book. You're, right. you're thinking this is this woman's opinion on whatever she's talking about. And you need to pick a good stu- Bible study book. It has yeah. to go back to God's word, scripture reference every single time. And that's what I noticed first and foremost with this book is it has constant reference to the original documents. There's really yeah. not a lot of room for opinion. And I mean, you guys take us right to it. So there really is no disputing it. And that's what I love. I've not yet seen such a comprehensive book. This all encompassing of us history that I, I kid you not moms and dads, you could use this book alone as your complete history, a us history curriculum. Um, it is so comprehensive. It takes you back directly to the documents. So there's no arguing and disputing. There's no agenda other than just what is history? What is the truth? What actually happened? And Abby, if I can, so so everybody is a bias. Your husband's totally right. Our bias is number one, the Bible is true. Yep. So we're gonna go. write we're gonna write from a awesome. biblical perspective. And number two, truth matters. Yeah. Amen. And that is our bias. We want to be honest, we want to be truthful, but we believe the Bible is true. And so yes. part of that comes out with it's very clear in our writing that we acknowledge he wasn't perfect, but God used him in incredible ways. Well, okay, That's so awesome. clearly we have a bias. Right, that the, of biblical understanding, but but that's a different kind of bias than you know. You could talk about like Civil War writers. Well, the North right. was right, the South was right. Yeah, everybody has their bias in that regard. But our bias is the Word of God is true, yeah. and yes. that truth does exist, and we want to find it. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. and that's what makes this such a great book. And I also think too, you you went you talked before. It was so interesting when you said I don't know if it was this episode or the last one, so you'll have to listen to all three. But um, about how conservatives, a study you you had read about conservatives are so mm-hmm. fearful of speaking out just in case they get it a little bit wrong. Correct. And, and it's so interesting because we keep talking about, and Yvette really hit on, we feel that way as moms too. Like we have to have it perfect. Like you said, Yvette. And, and Tim, you talked about the people that were used first and foremost on the front lines during all these periods in history to stop evil things 
we're the pastors, yes. we're the, mm -hmm. the Christians. And I think the big takeaway for all of us should be, we don't have to be perfect. We all don't right. have to know it all. We don't have to have every duck in a row. What we have to do is be willing to be used by God. We just have to surrender and be willing to be used. Amen. And then he'll use us. And, and, and the best point in case for that is if you look in Hebrews chapter 11, which is known as the faith hall of fame, mm -hmm. right? The heroes of the faith yeah. for us as Christians. Okay, like let's process this for a second. <laughs> Because Rahab the prostitute is there, right. right? Samson the womanizer is there. Noah, remember Noah after he gets off the ark, plants a vineyard, gets drunk and passes out right. naked? <laughs> like that dude is there. Right. You go down the list and what you discover is all these are incredibly flawed people. Yeah. And it, it would be worth asking the question, why does God hold up such incredibly flawed people as examples of heroes of faith for us? Yeah. And I would argue it's, it's that God gives us hope. Right, that if God could use them, God could use us too, Amen. as flawed as we might be. And, and, and this is the hope that we know even of the gospel, is that it's it's not by our good works, right, that God has saved us or God uses us. Now, obviously, right, he's the vine, we're the branches, we plug into him, apart from him we can do nothing, but in him we should be bearing fruit and fruit that remains and it's good fruit. Yes, we should be doing great things as we're plugged into God, but with that being said, we know it's not in our own strength, it's in his strength. And so this is where, like Hebrews 11, if you want encouragement for a bad day, go read about the jacked up people that God yeah. used in great ways. And what we realize is, okay, you know what? I'm a jacked up person, but I'm trusting in God the same way that these heroes of the faith did. And right. just like God used them, God can use us too, Amen. regardless of how our day was or wasn't, right? right? Regardless of where our kids are and the frustrations and the conversations, and they're not getting this subject and they're failing here. That's okay, right? right. That, that is not going to limit God being able to use us or God mm -hmm. using our kids, right? right? His plan and purpose for them. One, one, of the, one of my favorite Bible verses is 2 Timothy 2.13 where Paul tells Timothy, this is a, a faithful saying that you should memorize. And part of it is, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful That's for right. he cannot deny himself. God is going to be faithful in our life, even in the moments that we have doubt and discouragement, we're frustrated, we're angry, we don't even know. It doesn't hinder who God is and God's calling is irrevocable in our life, right? The plans and purposes God has for us remain. And if God can use a prostitute, right, to save the people of Israel, right? God can use Samson, this terrible woman. I like, yes, if God can use them, yeah. God certainly can use us. Yeah. Right. Oh, that we need to have the courage to be used. Get back to what he yes. said. Yep. Need Amen. To have the courage. They all had courage. Yeah. I can't think of a better encouragement than that. And you know, yeah. one of Ugh. my favorite episodes that Abby and I have ever done was a couple months ago. We did one on on Esther. And uh, for such time as this, you know, she was just an yes. ordinary girl who God used. Yep. And um, so, so that's a beautiful way to end this great conversation. Tim, thank you so much for your encouragement. Um, thank you for the ministry that God's called you to. Thank you for saying yes to him and for doing what you do. You guys check out this book. It is such an excellent book. It's, you know, I... Sometimes I feel badly because I feel like we're always like, go buy this, go buy this, go buy I this. Know. <laughs> but I think what you really do. Need to, <laughs> Just tell your husbands that you need a schoolhouse rock to podcast 
account in your yeah. bank <laughs> <laughs> and you can buy all the things. But um, for history, um, this is a book, again, that I can highly recommend. Um, I've had a great time flipping through it um, called The American Story, The Beginnings by David Barton and Tim Barton. It's a brand new book that you want to definitely get your hands on. This would be a great gift for anyone. It, it's not for homeschoolers specifically. This is for, I mean, you could buy this for grandpa, for Father's Day, or for your um, you know, dad for graduate. Father's Day. High school graduate, anyone. Um, it's a great gift to get. So where can people pick up a copy of the book, Tim? Wallbookers.com is the best place to go. Okay. And that's where you can find out more about Tim as well. Um, and you guys listen to the podcast, yeah. Wall Builders Live. It is it is the podcast. Um, yeah, I tell you guys, I listen to Heidi St. John as well. These are the two that I listen to constantly. I get all of my news now from Wall Builders Live. If you guys aren't talking about it, I don't really care. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Tim, for joining us this week. It has been an absolute blessing and pleasure to have you on the podcast Thanks with us. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. And thank you, Abby. We will be back with you guys again next week for another fantastic episode. Until then, have a fantastic afternoon. Bye-bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.